Hey, this is Brad Biley, and you just found Insights, the most listened to podcast by recruiters and staffing owners who want to learn what's working in recruitment and digital marketing. If you're new to the show, here's what you can expect to hear. Every other week, Matt Lozar, Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing, and I, our Director of Digital Marketing, break down what's working for staffing and recruiting firms across North America. But Insights is not a marketing show. It's a show built to help you get more job orders and more applications. And whether you stumbled upon the show or you're here on purpose, we're glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up? I'm Brad Biley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, we're live this episode, buddy. We are live and we're on video. So, Different. so we, have to, we have to pay attention. Yes. I put on a polo today. Usually we <laughs> record. And if anybody sees the clips on LinkedIn or you see them on Haley Marketing's Twitter account, whatever it might be, Typical work clothes, man. A nice shirt, some nice shorts, whatever it might be. But Matt, I put on a polo today. You are actually looking fresh in that polo. I know we usually say no free ads, no free plugs, but I got to know, bud, who's making that shirt? This was a gift for Father's Day. I believe the official... I don't know. That's a great question. It was something collared, maybe? Yeah. I mean, you you got... Golf shirt meets dress shirt is just Mm -hmm. throwing me for a curveball, my friend. But I love it. Matt, I got to tell you how I'm doing today, man. As we start every show, I got to tell you how I'm doing. Ask me what I did this morning. What did you do this morning, Brad? Six, 10 in the morning, got in nine round or nine holes. Goodness gracious. You were uh, up with the birds and the sunset and, and all that fun. Did they, did they give you the keys to the lawnmower as well? Uh, no, but I carried a rake so I could fix all the, uh, the sand traps. Dude, I got done in an hour. I was home by 7.30, home in time for breakfast. Phenomenal. Got out, got it done. Felt great. How are you doing though? We're doing well. Um, I was not up at 610 golfing this morning, just <laughs> taking my daughter off to camp and okay. getting ready for, for our webinar. Good. Well, hey, friends, today we're coming to you live for an episode of the Insights Podcast. And if you're unfamiliar with what Insights is, well, we'll break it down for you. So every other week, Matt Lozar and I host a show called Insights under the Secrets of Staffing Success umbrella on your preferred podcast player. So whether you listen on Amazon Music, you listen on Apple Podcasts, maybe it's Google Player, um, maybe you just want to go to Podbean or alienmarketing.com. Every other week, we're bringing you three to four segments based on what's going on in digital and recruitment marketing. Every show is different. Every show, we typically ask for questions from the audience or we ask questions from our client success team or other team members here at Haley Marketing to really bring you the latest in digital and recruitment marketing. Well, our marketing team reached out about a week or two, no, about a month ago at this point now, Matt, and said, hey, why don't you guys bring it live to Lunch with Haley? So we said, of course. So if you're friends of the show, you've listened to Insights before, we appreciate you coming over and checking us out live on video. Like I said, a little different for us. And if you're friends of Lunch with Haley, but you've never checked out Insights, well then, hey, take a second today, go to your preferred podcast player and subscribe to Secrets of Staffing Success. We just dropped a new episode this morning, episode 122. Um, So we've been around a while. What, Matt? We've gone now for probably about five years, never missing a week, right? Every other week uh, for the past five-ish years, before the pandemic, during the pandemic, after the pandemic, it's, uh, the, show, the show must go on, as they say. Yeah. It's a little cheesy, but no, yeah. it's, been a, it's been a fun ride and we're excited to be here on Lunch with Haley today. 
So, man, let's get into segment one. What do you say? Let's go. This was a question submitted by a team member here at Haley who actually received this question from one of their clients via email. It said, we used to get a lot of customer traffic based on inquiries from our website, but that has dropped way off. We'd like to get some of that traffic back. How should we go about it? So Matt, we had a ton of inquiries through a contact form, through submissions. That has fallen off. Really no shock there based on the current state of the market, right? But um, what do you say? How do we get some of that back? It's a good question. Um, my first instinct when I saw this oh, question was, what, what were you doing before? Um, right. And, right. and if anything with that. But I think with the website, one of... This might be jumping into tech. I guess my first question was customer. I would assume this would be sales side or mm-hmm. candidate side, I would think. Sales let's side. Assume, let's assume client side. Yeah. Let's assume client side. We need to make sure our our website's optimized for that. And for a long time, staffing was getting a lot of candidates, a lot of recruitments. So maybe your your website was optimized for that side of the business. Sure. It could be need to be changed with, you know, a, a website is a a living, breathing you know, piece of your business. It, you know, we always like to say it's like a car where you could buy the car and drive it off the lot, but you know, three months, six months, 12 months, however often you need a maintenance schedule, websites are like that. And yeah. I think that's a that's a really good way is you know, look at the way your is your website messaging focusing on the people you want to convert. Does it need a little help with its search engine optimization? Because if you did that in randomly pick October 2021, yep. you know, it's almost two years later trends change and it might need need an update there. Yeah. So my head immediately goes to, is the form working? Is the tech side of the form working? And we've talked on the show before, um, had an example here at Haley of a client who reached out to me and said, Hey, we're not getting leads anymore. What's going on? What we're doing from a marketing standpoint isn't working. Come to find out the form was routing to an inbox of a team member who was no longer affiliated with their organization. So we went into the back end of that form we saw that there were dozens of inquiries, but they were never making it to the individual that I was speaking to because they were going to a dead inbox. So one, is the tech working? Mm-hmm. To Matt's point, is the website working? Is it funneling the right traffic? Sure. But where were you getting inquiries? And does that still function? Plain and simple, does it work? So friends, after today's show, if, if you're seeing something like this and you're like, hey, things are slowing down, Go through the forms on your website and test them. Does the person who's supposed to get the notification get the notification? Do you get the notification? If not, what's going on? How can we address that? How can we fix that? Right. Second, Matt, I think you made a good point. What were we doing in the past? What was generating those inquiries? Are we still doing it? If we're still doing it, we might find that we need to change the tactic that was driving those form submissions. Right. Just because it worked for us six months ago or a year ago doesn't mean it's going to work now. We can lean on that and we can learn from that, but we might need to change the game and we might need to change what we're doing. So let's think about new ways to drive people to that form. And Matt, I think we're spot on, man. Is the website funneling people to fill out those forms and fill out those inquiries? If you think about CRO, conversion rate optimization, every page on your website should have a purpose. I've said it on the show a thousand times that every post has a purpose on social media. Your website's the exact same. If I, Brad Body the Prospect, land on one of your services pages, what am I supposed to do after being here? You need to tell your audience what to do. Otherwise, they're going to go back to Facebook. They're going to go back to LinkedIn. They're going to go back to wherever they were before, and they're going to continue on with their day. So 
if form submissions, if inquiries, if calls, if whatever is the main goal, is the page built to funnel that? Or is there a misalignment there? Matt, anything else? No, I think it you're you're right with that. It's it, you talked a lot about you know conversion rate optimization, I think, CRO. Yeah. We talked a lot about in our company. When you get somebody to that form, do they know what to do? Right. Do they know how to get to the form? Do they know how to fill out the form? Kathy asks, you know, do we have an example of the form? I don't have one like that. But yeah. you know, when we talk about if it's new business, it's we always say simple name, email, phone number, maybe a piece of information after that. But um we don't need to get all of the company history right away. There is a balance between getting quality versus junk leads, but right. we, we have to focus on reducing that friction and making it really simple for someone to submit the form. Don't pre-qualify me before I've clicked submit, right? That's your job. Your job is to follow up with leads and figure out if they're qualified or not. Same as candidates. Don't pre-qualify the candidate before they apply. Reduce friction. Matt, we've talked about reducing friction thousands of times too on Insights, just like Amazon. How easy is it for you to buy something on Amazon? You look up the product, you click add to cart, swipe to buy, two clicks, it's at your door tomorrow, right? We need to make sure it's the exact same. So Kathy, with your, you know, do you have a sample form? Kathy, if you want to drop your, your name and email at the end when we have that, uh, there's a, going to be a feedback form, somebody from our team can show you a couple examples of current clients or some demo sites that we have that show you sample forms. Um, we're not doing any sort of screen sharing on today's presentation, but we can absolutely get you those forms. But to Matt's point, keep it simple. Name, email, phone number. What do you absolutely need to follow up with somebody? Punt everything else. Matt, let's get to segment two, man. Let's talk about Rockstar Marketing. So if you're new to the show, we bring back a segment every now and again called Rockstar Marketing. It's a talk that I've delivered for dozens of organizations throughout the industry where we paint a parallel between what's working in sports, entertainment, and online marketplaces and bring it to staffing and recruiting. So typically what happens is Matt or myself or somebody else on the team finds something really exciting as it comes to marketing outside of the industry. We figure out what it means for staffing and recruiting firms. Well, Matt, I got an interesting topic that I was thinking about at the gym the other day. Are we firing off singles or are we firing off an album as it relates to our content marketing? And the reason I started thinking about this is I was listening to a rapper. I'll admit it. I'm not going to say who it was, but ton of singles, single after single after single, never really puts out an album. But every week, every other week, there's a new single, there's a new song, right? So there's a new creative expression right from from this artist a new single after single after single after single that to me is drastically different than somebody who locks themselves in a cabin in the woods puts together an album after two or three weeks that has one cohesive thought one sort of mental wave one album one collection of songs Matt, when we think about our content, we're not creating songs, right? We're creating at Haley podcasts or videos or blog articles or even social posts or whatever it might be. We need to think, are we creating this because it's just a one-off piece of content? Or is there a greater piece of, of meaning to this whole sort of collection that we're putting together? What do you think, bud? I definitely think it should be more the album concept than the singles. Yeah. Um, worked here for eight and a half years and have learned there's no magic bullet. And when I thought about that, the analogy as 
you've taught me with having good analogies and speaking is like my golf game. Might figure out something that works for a few holes, right? Yeah. You put your hands a little bit better, swing yeah. the club, have it a little different, but it's not going to fix it long term. It's right. it's a quick fix. And that could be something like sending one email or one type of social post and thinking it's going to work forever. It might work every one off. And that's to say one off, not to say one off shouldn't be a part of your strategy, right. but the overall concept of, you know, a long term plan of marketing, you know, the album analogy you have there. It's it's going to I think work more because it everything is is working together. Yeah, I, I think with with let's take a blog for example. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we'll look at a prospect's blog or we'll look at a, a, another staffing firm's blog and they feel like singles. There's no cohesion or consistency from article to article to article. It's not telling me a story. It's not painting a picture for a specific target audience. It's sort of just filler, right? And and I think there's a place for one offs. Right, something hits you, something you know comes to mind. It's like, hey, I want to talk about that, or something impacts you. Hey, I want to talk about that. Great, that's great content. Write it, record it, do whatever you want to do with it. But overall, if we're thinking about a content strategy, what is our strategy for the upcoming quarter? How does it align with our goals? And then ultimately, what are the tactics that we're going to put out? Right, that that sort of make this this pyramid, as I like to think of it. That to me, Matt, is is what we need to be doing. So we need to be thinking, okay. What is our goal? You know, for um, our first example, or maybe we even use Kathy as an example. It's those form fills, right? It's those inquiries. We want to drive new sales leads through the inquiry form. Okay, great. Then every piece of content that we create on our blog for the next three months is going to be focused towards our client target audience, and the call to action at the bottom is going to be to submit an inquiry through that form. That is what we're going to do, right? So the goal inquiries strategy content. The tactic is the blog with a strong call to action, only funneling people to the inquiry. I don't want calls. I don't want people to go to a services page. I don't want people to go to Facebook Messenger. I want them to go to the form. Very, very linear path of you landed here. Now, what are you going to do? That's thinking like an album, right? I I fully agree that it needs to stay focused. It needs to you know, you really work towards that one singular goal and it, it should be a three to six month period, maybe a 12 month period. You can't, you can look at data daily will drive you nuts. You know, weekly is a little bit better and monthly, but you don't want to make any big, big changes too quickly. Sure. And it, it's interesting to find that balance. And I think, you know, it's actually something we've done pretty well here at Haley Marketing this year in terms of a theme for our marketing. Like it feels like an album this year. It feels like level yeah. up your marketing. Like yeah, yeah. the graphics are there. You've given that talk. A bunch of other people have given the base of the talk with a little bit of a spin on it, depending on the topic for the organization. But sure. level up theme has felt very um, consistent for a company. I think that helps yeah. when you hear that um, from the top down and like, oh, we're going to help you level up your recruitment marketing, your digital marketing, your sales, right. all of those different aspects that go into marketing for a staffing company. I'll tell you, as a content producer here at Haley, it makes my job a heck of a lot easier. If everything that I do has to sort of line up with this North Star of leveling up or relating back to the talk or relating back to the ebook, well, then it's easy when I have to pick a topic for the show or pick a topic for the blog or whatever it might be. It's all sort of in alignment with that. So yeah, Matt, thinking like an album, thinking like a cohesive theme makes a ton of sense. It makes everybody's job easier and it makes sure that everything is aligned. You're not just firing off another single. You know, just throwing out another post or another piece of content, whatever it might be, 
everything that you do has meaning and has purpose. Matt, let's talk social recruiting. And before we do that, I want to say again, if you have any questions that you want Matt or I to talk about on this episode of Insights with Haley, right? The Lunch with Haley version of our bi-weekly podcast, Insights, feel free to use that chat window. We have a couple more questions and topics that we want to cover on this episode of the show. But if there's something you want us to talk about, something that's on your mind, a business challenge that you're seeing, a marketing challenge that you're seeing, now's your time to use that chat window. Feel free to type it in there. And Matt and I, well, hey, we'll pick it out and we'll review it here. Matt, let's talk about social recruiting. Is it time to admit you need a team to run your social media? Matt, I'm going to hang up and listen, man, because I know your take ahead of this from uh, the prep that we had yesterday or the day before. Matt, let me ask again. Is it time to admit you need a team to run your social media? The answer is yes. And this honestly might be the the best question we've received. We had on the um, the pre-show prep. I, I loved it because when we talked through this, there was kind of a light bulb moment. And the reason is social media obviously keeps changing. But if you think about all the different platforms, and I'm not saying at this moment, you have to be on all of these platforms. I'm going to list some of them, right? Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Threads, Snapchat, YouTube. I'm sure I miss a Pinterest is there. I'm probably missed something. What did I miss? Discord, Reddit. We want to talk about those. Are those social medias? I don't know. I'll give you those too. So I was thinking about this and we were talking about, do you need a team to run your social? And I think the answer is yes. Because 40-year-old Matt here, he's pretty good at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn because I grew up with them. Right. I literally remember being in college and it being the Facebook for the original reason it was created for. You were on the Facebook for real? I was, I believe it was it. I was in college. Whatever. How about that? So, you, but you were on it before it changed brand? I feel like I was. I remember cool. it changing URLs and I was like, how what's going on? You know, uneducated yeah. marketing that anyway. LinkedIn, like I grew up with those. I didn't grow up with LinkedIn. I didn't grow up with Snapchat. Or excuse me, I didn't grow up with TikTok. I didn't grow up with Snapchat. I yeah. kind of grew up with Instagram. I couldn't tell you how to make it TikTok work. The the I deleted the, it. <laughs> the but the person, just a person who grew up with it, it's yeah. native to their day-to-day social media usage. Same thing with all these like with me with Facebook or Twitter. I can go in and out with that quickly. Could someone else could one person learn all these? They could. Is it a little bit of a unicorn? A little bit. And it constantly changes, like it seems like by the day. So I think from that aspect, you need a team if you want to have content across so many different social media platforms. You're not even talking about the creative side of it. No. You're literally just talking about pushing the buttons. You're not talking about actually designing for those platforms. Mm -hmm. Matt, I think you absolutely need a team. I don't think any one person on planet Earth can run a comprehensive social media strategy that is well thought out, well developed, well strategized for each platform with specific goals and ROI in mind. There's just not enough time in the day. And I say that as someone who's loved social media in a business sense for over 10 years now. So as our director of digital, I was a part of the team that came up with our social pro product. I still invest a ton of thought in in effort into conceptualizing what social pro will look like next month, next quarter, next year. I will also say that I don't know it all. And I love admitting that because we have such a large team who does. Matt, I don't know the first thing about running Facebook ads. 
Mm-hmm. But I know our team does. I can give you the theory of what I'm trying to accomplish. We have a team of incredible PPC specialists who then know exactly how to do that. We have a great team of creatives who can design all that. Matt, it's just not realistic to think that one person in an office can run a social strategy across the 11 platforms that you just named, develop the creative for it, conceptualize the strategy, think about ROI, run the reports. Is it working? Is it not working? You a thousand percent need a team. And now, Matt, I know somebody's on the call today thinking, well, sure, Brad, that makes sense, but I am alone doing it all. Well, then good for you. And I don't know how you do it, but I'd love to chat with you afterwards because I'll tell you, I couldn't do it and I'd love to try. Matt, I think it also comes down to just skills and mm-hmm. understanding what works really well. You have an incredible data mindset, right? And I'll use you as an example. You love analyzing data. I don't know, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't think you know the first thing about video editing though. So why would I put you in a seat where you need to video edit for TikTok? That's not playing to your strengths. But if instead it was, hey, Matt, here's all of the data from YouTube for last month. Tell us what worked, what didn't. You would kill that assignment. You'd be fantastic at it. So friends, I think that's also making sure that your team is built for success and equipped for success. Matt, what else you got on this one? I hadn't even thought of that creative side, but yeah, that's that's a whole different skill set. And I, I love that. It's It's so overwhelming. And I think when it is overwhelming, it's time to take a step back mm-hmm. and focus on what does work. You know, for your industry, for sure. your audience. And then that's how you create the right social media strategy. Because I named 11 social media platforms. I was kind of random. Um, Brad threw that on me pretty good, but it well, it's you don't need to be on all 11 of those in the staffing industry. It's not going to help you be successful to get business leads, to get to get candidates. So I think if you do have only limited resources there, you know, pick and choose. If you're yeah. able to find specialists who can help you there, that's going to be more important because like Brad said, I could probably log into any of the platforms and in 15 minutes, understand the data behind it right. and give you some report there. But I can't log into all these platforms and create you know, Facebook video reels, Instagram reels, TikTok content, all those different areas. It's it's vital to know who you can go to that you can trust to to figure out what kind what platforms you should be on, what content you should be creating, and then how to know if it's working. I don't know that I have much more to add, Matt. I, th- I think this this was a topic that we conceptualized that kind of came mm-hmm. in and we spun it a little bit. Um, but it turned into a good talking point of how would you expect one person to really handle it all? And if you could check out that Q&A that just buzzed in, I don't have that window up. Um, if it's worth sharing, we can make that the next segment. If not, we'll just save it till the end. Um, but friends, when you think about social media, I think Matt had a good point too. What what do you need to be using? Right? I alluded to the fact that I deleted TikTok a couple of weeks ago and I haven't gone back. It turned out that it was just making my mind mush. I was wasting so much time on it that I just deleted it. I gave up on it. I also put a couple other blocks on my phone so that I can only look at social for so many you know minutes at a time because I didn't like what I was doing throughout the day. But thinking through, okay, what are you capable of doing? Where is your target audience? And how do you really get to that target audience? Matt, I think that's what marketing 101 is all about. Where's your target audience and how do you reach them? What do you say? You want to move on to the next one? Is that Q&A worth sharing or do you want to move to uh, one that we had planned over here? It, it, it's a quick one, I think. Um, cool. Irene so, asked, which call to actions provide the most consistent results? Whew. Love it. Um, Irene? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think it's a great question, Irene. So what calls to action provide the most consistent results? Irene, you really need to think about, in my mind, the ADA model as it relates to advertising. So attention, interest, desire, and action, right? So anything that you do from a marketing standpoint, attention, interest, desire, and action. Matt, certainly want your take on this as well. So Irene, before Brad Biley clicks on that button, right? So whatever you want me to do, let's say it's apply to your job on your website. You need to captivate my attention. So let's say I come over from Facebook, I come over from anywhere, an email. You need to keep my attention. Otherwise, I'm going right back where I started from and I'm going to mindlessly scroll on Facebook until the bills come back on. Okay. If you have my attention, well, now you need to spark my interest. Okay. I have your, you have my attention because the article you wrote was captivating. How are you going to flip that article now to capture my interest so that I'm thinking? About clicking that button. So the attention is gathered, right? Now, how are you going to gain my interest into why should I look at their open jobs? Then the desire, right? So my interest is there, but now do I have the desire? Well, right now, Irene, I love my job, right? I'm very happy. So what messaging are you going to get to change my desire to want to look at Irene's staffing firm's jobs instead of being happy at Haley Marketing? Right? How does that speak to me in terms of desire? How does that speak to your target candidate? Then we think about action. How are we going to make it... <laughs> Backtrack on what I was going to say. How do we make it so easy for someone to click that they have to click? How do we make it idiot-proof? How do we make it so easy that someone sees it and they say, I have to click this because you have my attention, you, par- you sparked my interest, you have my desire. I have to click. Matt, thoughts? You gave a way more in-depth answer than I would have. My mind instantly went to... Um, <laughs> Matt was going to say, make the button blue. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to go to say, avoid the color orange. Um, I was thinking about you know that what the text, the, con- the, the text, the actual physical call to action text, yep. looking at that and then um, keeping it simple. You know, Brad kind of built on it, you know, that ADA model, which... We talk a lot here at Haley Marketing, but then test it and see what works. You know, it could be yes. contact us, it could be email us, it could be apply now, it could be any different types of terms. Yes. There's there's not going to be one two-word term that works for every single staffing company in the country. There's sure, there's a library of them that you can find. You know, I rattled off with some of them, but there's five, 10, 20. Try some different ones and see what works and and then work and then determine you know from your statistics what's leading to clicks what's leading to form submissions and the results that you want yeah and Irene you can use event tracking in Google Analytics you can use a link shortener like bitly or another version of that so that each button on your website has a trackable link has a trackable action or an event as it would be called in in um, Google Tag Manager or Google Analytics right so then to Matt's point you know okay out of 100 clicks to the job board or career portal in July, 73 came from this button, three came from this button, et cetera, et cetera. What are we doing on the 73 that's working really well? How do we change that, incorporate it into other areas? Um, Matt, I was kind of joking about making the color blue, but there's a mm-hmm. reason that Facebook and Twitter and all these other major social platforms, their icons are blue, right? It's calming, it's welcoming. 
But I would encourage you, and, and this is, I'm, I'm not a designer, Matt. So full disclosure, this is the part of the show where I say, if you want design advice, reach out to the team here at Haley Marketing um, for that design work. But Matt, I might recommend making it an off color. So if your website is all purples, right? All shades of purple throughout your website. Well, then let's make that call to action button orange. Let's make it yellow. Let's make it something that stands out because it's so bright and different. Your eye instinctively goes to it. I don't want the button to blend in. I don't want the fly-in to blend in. I don't want, if it's inline link text, to blend in. I personally, from my aesthetic, from my sort of you know creative brain and how I'm thinking of this, I want it to stand out, Irene, so that if I'm driving somebody to click a button, submit a form, they see it first, and then they almost backtrack to feel like, okay, well, what does this mean? How did I get here? Great question. One more, one more from the crowd before we get back to ours. Um, yeah. Aiden asks, this is builds off the social uh, topic we just had. When it comes to creating value for your target audience on social media, where do you start? Aiden? Yes. You answer that first. Um, <laughs> let me read I it again. What you say? When it comes to creating value for your target audience on social media, where do you start? You can think about questions your office receives. That's a great place that we like to go to. You know what? What does your audience want to hear? If it's if you're reaching a job, you first have to identify the audience. So if we're going to in staffing industry, job seekers or sales side, new business side, those are two very yep. um, different audiences. And then what do they want to see? You know, what types of content works? And, you know, this gets tactical a little bit, but, you know, something as simple as a salary guide. Everyone wants to see a salary guide. You can, you can, that's an example of it. But I think once you identify your audience, you think about questions that you see, you know, comments you hear, what are your recruiters hearing? What's your business team, you know, your BDRs hearing, your sales team? What's, what are all those different conversations? And then, continue to measure it. So first off, full agree with Matt, you need to understand who your target audience is, Aiden. And let's use two drastic extremes. If you're targeting welders or you're targeting nurses, the content that you're going to create is drastically different for both audiences. The imagery you're going to use for both audiences is drastically different. The pain points of both of those individuals is drastically different. What motivates them, what gets them up in the morning is drastically different for those types of individuals. So Aiden, your biggest challenge right now is sitting down and thinking through who is my target audience? And on a sheet of paper, I would challenge you to write out who they are. Create a persona. We do that at Haley quite a bit. We do that for other clients. We've done that. Uh, I've done it for, for you know multiple clients. But sit down and physically paint the picture of who that one individual in that role might be. Who is Matt the welder? What does he do on the weekends? What does he do in the morning? What does he do when he gets home from work? What is on his mind before he goes to bed? When it relates to his job, what keeps him up at night? When he's taking lunch, what's on his mind? What are his biggest challenges? And then Aiden, how do you solve those challenges? How do you improve their day-to-day? How do you improve their career? But until you know in truly, truly laser in on who is my target audience, well, then the content you create is kind of just fluff and filler, right? And again, well, their nurses, drastic extremes, but those target audiences have completely different needs, pain points, challenges, goals, objectives. You first need to know who you're talking to, though. Thank you. Is that all that matters? Is that it? No, that's good for now. Let's jump over to back to our list. Okay. 
That brings us to online reviews. And friends, this is a segment that we've covered on Insights before, but it's one of our best episodes of 2023. So we wanted to bring it to you live on Lunch with Haley. Again, if you're joining late and you're not really sure what's going on, you're not seeing any of our usual Lunch with Haley presenters, you're not seeing a slide deck, you're not seeing um, you know, the, the Lunch with Haley slide presentation you typically get, what we're doing today is a live version of the Insights podcast that Matt and I host every other week presented by Haley Marketing. You can subscribe to Insights by searching for Secrets of Staffing Success on your preferred podcast player. To date, we've released over 122 episodes. We release them every other week with our latest episode just dropping this morning. So hey, if you enjoyed this episode of Lunch with Haley, if you go over to your preferred podcast player, you can hear today's episode right after this. It's a great opportunity to listen while you work and and learn a little bit more about digital and recruitment marketing. Matt, your online reviews are ruining your brand. I believe it. You believe it. We've said it on the show before. Let's walk through why again. What do you think, bud? I have an example from sure. the other day with a client. I'm I'm looking at this from a job seeker standpoint, searching on Indeed. And I was looking at some job titles and salary analysis for one of our clients. And when you do a search on Indeed right now, all it literally said next to the company name was 4.2, 3.5, 4.6, no stars, no anything else. Just literally a rating, which I thought was fascinating. And it's interesting because if I'm, I was doing research for a healthcare client and they're trying to staff for tech positions like radiology techs, um, x-ray techs, those types of positions, which are hyper-competitive in California, 95 out of 100 competition scale. So that's almost as high as it can get. And if I'm looking at it and a lot of things are equal, right? I found my title, salary is usually pretty comparable. Yep. And all I see, the you know, then I'm seeing 3.5 versus 4.2. I'm going to guess almost everyone is going to click on the employer that has 4.2. Yeah. That's that's just one example right now, but we we've come to let crowdsourcing, which is what online reviews are, mm-hmm. have such an impact on our decision making when conducting that research and taking action. Matt, there was some data that I shared at the California Staffing Professionals Annual Conference mm-hmm. earlier last month um, that I want to share today. So about your reputation, you were talking about managing your online reviews and your score. This is from outside of staffing. So this is just from a general survey that um, I think it was Search Engine Journal published. I can get the the actual link if anybody is genuinely concerned about where I'm pulling this data from. I can back it up. It's just not on my slide deck on my phone. 99.9% of customers read reviews when shopping online. 96% of customers exclusively look for negative reviews online. I'm going to come back to that one, Matt. 3.3 stars out of five is the lowest customers will consider. Matt, to your point, you said, well, there's a 3.7, there's a 4.2. Friends, if you're on today's call and you have below a 3.3, your candidates and your clients are ruling you out right away. 43% of customers expect a business to have over 100 reviews. Friends, again, if you don't have the quantity of reviews, individuals are ruling you out today. 
Matt, my biggest takeaway from online reviews and what I've come to learn is true is that when we look at online reviews, we're going to discredit an organization. We're going to discredit a product, not affirm our beliefs. So when I look up the reviews on that phenomenal shirt that you're wearing, and I will, I'm going to read the reviews to tell me why I shouldn't buy it. I already have the desire. I already have the need. I'm looking at the products. Friends, for your staffing or recruiting firm, I'm already thinking about my next job. I'm now looking at reviews to tell me why I shouldn't work with you. And that's true. That's proven, right? Again, the data shows that 96% of customers are looking for negative reviews specifically. We trust you. We think you're a great company. Instinctively, I want to believe that you're in business for all the right reasons, but I am coming to the internet. I'm coming to Google, Facebook, Indeed, whatever it might be, and I'm specifically looking for reasons to discredit you. So we need to take an active approach against that. Why are online reviews ruining your brand? Because individuals are looking at the negatives. So if you don't have an active plan in place to generate those positive reviews, then you're letting other people do the talking for you. You're letting other people control your narrative. You're letting other people control the brand that you've worked countless years to build. We need to make sure that we're also actively working to drive those online positive reviews. Matt? Guilty as charged. I'm in the 96%. So am I. I, so I know am I. I am because... Yeah. And it's a conscious effort because I yeah. don't want to just... Um, have groupthink and have it approve what I want to yeah. purchase. It's I'm looking for what do I want to put up with? And within right. a job search, that's such a bigger decision than right. buying a water filter for my fridge. Do I need the genuine one or can I buy the knockoff brand? It's it's something you know, that's a much buddy. I buy the, I buy the knockoff brand too. <laughs> it's a much different decision making process, but the, the online reviews, they become so ingrained. Yeah. And I think people are doing a little bit better job of leaving positive reviews than when this all started. In the beginning, it felt like just go to human nature, had a bad experience. I literally read one about a restaurant the other day saying, oh, I've been to this place five times, but you know what? The sixth time when it was a bad experience is when I left the negative one-star review, yeah. not the five five-star reviews. It's so important to have a proactive strategy in place to where you're getting reviews posted to your Indeed, to your Google, to your Facebook page. And being able to follow through on that consistently to where you're in that four-star range. Friends, if you need a hand managing your online reviews, this is the part of the show where we tell you to check out HaleyMarketing.com and look up Reputation Management by Haley Marketing, where we can actively help you generate those positive online reviews to help you mitigate risk of negative while also generating online positive reviews for your organization. Again, you can check out HaleyMarketing.com, look up Reputation Management. Or at the survey at the end of this uh, episode of Lunch with Haley, you can fill out the form, request and request some more information on reputation management. But again, Matt, online reviews are ruining your brand unless you're actively working to generate those positives. You got anything for me in the Q&A? Anything in the back, chat? Back to Q&A from Eden. This is, a, this is right in your wheelhouse here, uh, Brad Biley. On social media, how can you increase organic post creation? We try asking questions and providing valuable information and struggle to, struggle to get comments, likes, and shares. So I think how do you get more reach, distribution, engagement with organic post yeah. creation? Phenomenal question, Eden. And I'll tell you, it's not easy in 2023. It's also a lot harder in staffing and recruiting. And I'll tell you why. 
you're posting content about job searches. You're posting content about finding your next job. You're posting very sensitive content, right? And those types of individuals aren't going to share. They're not going to comment that kind of content because, well, Matt, I'll give you an example. I don't want to share right now because I don't want Brad Smith, our chief strategy officer, to see that, well, hey, Brad's looking for another job, right? That doesn't make any sense. Brad, I'm not. We already talked about how I love my role earlier in the show. But Eden, when you think about the content we're creating, it's very difficult to get those engagement drivers, right? We'll talk about those in a second as it relates to your specific business because job seekers, even prospects, don't want to admit that they need help. So how can we increase engagement drivers? Engagement drivers to me, Eden, are the types of posts that are built to generate a response. They're generated and they're created to elicit a response. So maybe instead of talking about career searches or jobs or anything that relates to staffing and recruiting, maybe we talk about the upcoming Bills game this weekend. Maybe we talk about how the Erie County Fair is going to be here in... Hamburg, New York in you know three weeks. What one food do you have to have when you go to the fair? Matt, what's your answer to that? Oh, that's a good question. I yeah. You asked that. You got 20 bucks um, in your pocket. You're only getting one thing. You know what, Matt? You got 20 bucks. What are you getting? Turkey leg? Really? Um, oh my stars. I never would have saw that coming. You're not getting the fried dough? No. I don't like fried dough. Oh, my. And a turkey leg? Turkey leg. Listen, man, we prioritize protein in this house, but I would never get a turkey leg. Wow. I never even thought about that. Yeah. There's a lot of fun stuff. What about a glass of like the the handshake and lemonade? One more time. Like the handshake and lemonade where they just throw like sugar and a lemon in a cup. Oh yeah. Then you can get it refilled the rest of the day. Yeah. The lemonade's a a vital in the Lozar house when we go to the fair. It's- um, Of course. Get the reusable leg. Turkey leg, pork sandwich, sometimes the the Thanksgiving Sunday. And I feel like, you know, some, some ice cream at the end. And you're gonna walk around the fairway in a thousand pounds, dude. That's yeah. such a heavy meal. And I, as I as I say, uh, as I just said, I would eat a whole thing of fried dough. So, but but Eden, the point is, how might we add in engagement drivers once a week? So, in your social media strategy, we need to think about our target audience, and we we helped Aiden with that a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Aiden, Eden, right? We have two two individuals talking right now, Matt. Okay, so we helped Aiden with that a little while ago. How do you truly identify your target audience? Once you know your target audience. What are they interested in? All right. Well, Eden, if you're very, very localized to Buffalo, New York, what do people care about? When do they care about it? How can we post content like that? Bake that into our comprehensive strategy. So it's not only that kind of content, but once a week, every other week, we have what are considered engagement drivers. Why do we also want to do that? Because the more people engage with your content, the more they'll see the other content that you post. The more they'll see your jobs, the more they'll see your blogs, the more they'll see your resources, your ebooks, your white papers, your podcasts, whatever it might be. So you're strategically placing these engagement drivers so that they then see other pieces of content. Matt? Chief Strategy Officer Brad Smith, who's glad you're not quitting your job today, um, <laughs> also chimed in and said, um, for the Barker division of our company, one of his most popular posts every year is just a list of 4th of July fireworks. Yeah. Engagement yeah. driver. Right there. I, I like that too, because it's, you're, now you're tapping into the SEO value of, well, what are people searching mm-hmm. for and what do people care about? Right. And, and Eden, there it, Eden, not Aiden, Aiden was the last one, Eden. Um, you're thinking about, you know, what are people searching for right now? And they might be searching on Google or they might be searching on Facebook or they might be searching on Twitter or TikTok or wherever it might be. Right. Those all have SEO implications. 
what do people care about now? And how can you be seen as a thought leader in that given topic? Great question. I like that Quick one. Quick follow-up. For the engagement Please. drivers, Brad, are you putting those on your social pages or on your blog or where are you putting those? I would put all those on social, but to the, the Brad Smith's point, putting a long comprehensive article of the best places to find fireworks in Buffalo, New York is great for SEO on your website as well. So Eden, what I might do, let me, let me backtrack. Um, 4th of July as an example. Okay. Let's use 4th of July as an example. The blog article might be 25 places to watch fireworks around Western New York. That's the article. The social post then, Eden, is you have that link to the article, but the social post is, um, I can't wait to watch, or we can't wait to watch fireworks at Hamburg Beach. It's always been our favorite spot to go check them out. Where are you going to be watching fireworks this year? Where do you and your family plan on checking it out? Oh, and by the way, if you're not sure where to go, we just created this resource. So now you're giving people a way to engage in the comments, but you're also giving people a way to actually do some research on their own if they don't know where to check out fireworks. So the article lives on your website. Social, the engagement driver, is asking people to do something. Where are you going to watch fireworks? Where are you going to be doing this? Where are you going to be you know, tuning in from? Oh, and by the way, we have this resource. And I think... Um, you know, one of the Eden, sorry, one of the biggest things that you can do, one of the best things that you can do when, when you think about engagement drivers is put yourself in their seat. What would get you to fill that out? What would get you to take action? What would get you, if you were that target audience, to take action and fill out the poll, fill out the survey, fill out whatever it might be? What was a good one? I got long winded. Sorry, Matt. All right. Let's get to the last question here on, on our sheet. This is a good one. Is there anything we aren't doing that we should? Sure. Of course. <laughs> Matt, what do you think? And, and friends, we say this kind of jokingly, but it's a question that we get asked time after time. And that's why we brought it to today's show. Is there anything we aren't doing that we should be doing? You know, When we're consulting with staffing and recruiting indus- uh, organizations throughout the industry, that's often the biggest question that we get because everyone wants to know what everyone else is doing. And if you tune into today's episode of Insights on your preferred podcast player, we'll talk about how you need to kind of chill out with the FOMO and run your own race. But Matt, for this segment, let's talk about why we need to think about what other people are doing. And is there anything we aren't doing that we should be doing? Matt, how would you take that question if you got it on a call? It's a good question. Um, I'd probably ask first, what are you doing? So then I can figure out not just, you know, oh yeah, I list, list five things and oh, Matt, we're already doing four of those. Okay, great. Now I've, mm-hmm. I haven't helped you as much as I can. And when we do, you know, on the recruitment marketing side, we do some audits and reviews of companies recruitment marketing, the four different pillars. We look at career sites, yep. job advertising, uh, social recruiting, and employer branding. So we'll look at that. And it, it's just trying to figure out, um, you know, learning like what if somebody asked me that question, I would look at what what do I see that's working with companies right now to help them meet their business goals. So I'd say, you know, what are your business goals and how can those strategies or tactics help you be that? Is it something like using IP tracking software? Is it something like programmatic job advertising? Is it remarketing? Is it just sell sheets, which Brad has been talking a lot about in quarter two of this year? That's where I would look at say, okay, here's a success story about each of these different areas of something you aren't doing that helps meet your business goals. How Here's how it's worked for other companies. Here's how I think it would work for your company. So if I got that question, is there anything we aren't doing that we should? 
uh, Matt, I think a lot of ways you're spot on, but the, the first thing that I would probably ask is, okay, well, what are you trying to do? And, and not necessarily from a marketing standpoint, but what's the goal? What's the objective? Are you trying to sell pizzas or are you trying to sell subs? Are you trying to completely start a new business and sell ice cream? Different goals, different objectives, right? From a staffing standpoint, are you trying to gain new job orders? Are you trying to create, generate more applications? What's the goal? Okay. Once we know the goal, let's get a little bit deeper into that. Is this a new vertical? Have you done this kind of business before? What, what's going on here? I want to learn as much as I can about the goal and the objective so that we can map the roadmap analogy that we've used hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. I want to know very clearly we're trying to get to Ocean City, Maryland for the family vacation. Because without having that clearly defined destination, we'll never know if where we're going is, is actually accurate, right? So what's the goal? From there to Matt's point, well, what are you already doing? Is it working? Is it not working? Do we have inquiries coming in? Do we have people filling out forms? Are we doing everything that we can? Are we seeing success? Do we know the numbers from what we're doing? Do we know what's working for us? Okay, let's look at the value. Let's look at ROI. From there, let's then think about what else we could be doing. What are others doing? And is there anything that we aren't doing that we should? The answer, Matt, most typically is yes. If you think about an organization like Coca-Cola who spends a billion dollars in marketing every year, yes, there's always more marketing that we can do, but is it strategic? Is it aligned with your goals? Is it going to drive your business forward or are we just wasting money? That's what I'm concerned with. I would never tell somebody just to do something just for the sake of doing it. You don't just need to be on social media. You need a social media strategy. You need a goal. You need to be understanding of what it is you're trying to accomplish. Great. So is there anything we aren't doing that we should? The answer is probably. But until we know exactly what the goal is, what's that North Star? Then we'll never really get there. Matt, anything else? No, I think you're good. I love the part at the end about consulting and every tactic not working for every company where that's, I think, what the best consultants do, regardless of you know what industry you're in. You know, you might be having a product, a service. You know, we do that here in the job advertising. Um, team where we look at companies' current spend on Indeed and ZipRecruiter and determine, okay, they're doing okay now. They don't need help with reducing spend. They could have there's right. other value prop things here, but um, I think that's really important when you're looking at a consultant that's trying to help you figure out what you can do with any aspect of your business. If you're trying to get a new vendor or change vendors, and that's really important just to have that trust factor and and hopefully they can help um, give you the best advice to to help your business grow. Matt, any more questions in the Q&A for us? Not at the moment. We got a couple of reminders here for the audience. And if after that, if we have any more, we'll answer them. But Brad's going to um, hit us up some outro here. Yeah. Well, hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us for a live episode of Insights on today's Lunch with Haley. If you're listening to the recording because you listen to us on um, your preferred podcast player, what you just heard is a live recording of Insights that we hosted on Lunch with Haley. If you're watching us on Lunch with Haley, we encourage you to subscribe to The Secrets of Staffing Success on your preferred podcast player so that you can get shows like this every other week on your preferred podcast player. We just dropped a new episode this morning. They usually hit at around 4.30 in the morning, so that they're first thing in your player when you wake up, whatever time that might be. Again, you can subscribe by checking out Secrets of Staffing Success on your preferred podcast player. Before we let you go, 
we have two things for you to know about. We are conducting an industry survey called Staffing Sales, What's Working Now? The way staffing firms sell has changed substantially in recent years, and there's so many tools you can use. The goal of our current survey is simple. We want to learn which tools and techniques make sales easier and deliver the highest ROI in today's marketplace. Your responses are going to be kept completely confidential. And as a thank you, we'll make sure that everybody who submits a response gets a link to that survey. And you can be answered to win one of three Amazon gift cards. Matt, I apologize. I don't know the link to the survey. I clicked in and I got the long URL instead of the short one that our team created for us. But if you could, I'm going to ask that Matt drops that in the chat for you. And if you're listening to the recording of this on your preferred podcast player, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. But again, Lunch with Haley attendees, Matt's going to drop that into the webinar chat right now. Thank you, sir. And I also want to tell you about our Smart Ideas Summit 3 that is happening on September 12th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern. For the third year in a row, Haley Marketing and some of our fantastic partners are going to be bringing you smart ideas from the smartest minds in staffing, seven hours of insight, 14 speed talks, and priceless ideas. Friends, it's free to reserve your seats, but seats are limited. So you're going to go to haleymarketing.com slash smart ideas. Matt, put a link to that in the chat window. If you're listening on your preferred podcast player, we got a link in the show notes. But on Tuesday, September 12th from 9 a.m. till 5 p.m., we're going to have 14 different speed talks from individuals throughout the staffing and recruiting industry to bring you the Smart Ideas Summit 3. Matt, just a, a little glimpse into who might be speaking on that day. Barry Ason, Tom Erb, Mark Winter, Jason Leverant, Jerry Grady, Eric Gregg. We have Mary Lou McLaughlin, and then we have countless team members from Haley Marketing who will also be sharing their insights on Smart Ideas Summit 3. Again, friends, free to register. Sign up your team. Let everyone know to register, but please get in early. Like I said, free to join, but seats are limited from what I'm being told. Want to make sure you get a seat if you want to sign up for that webinar. Matt, anything else for us, buddy? No, the survey links, heliamarketing.com slash 2023 survey. Um, but other than that, I think we're good. Well, hey, everyone, thank you for checking out another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we'd love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. If you have a question for us, you can tweet us at Haley Marketing. Let us know what you're thinking. If you're checking this out on Lunch with Haley, there's going to be a feedback form that pops up when you close out of this. We'd love to know what you thought of Insights Live. You want us to do this again? Well, we can certainly tell our marketing team that we would love to be back. But the only way that gets done is if you share your feedback in that form following this presentation. So again, friends, when you close out, it'll pop up. If you want to see more of this, let us know, and we'll make sure that we coordinate that in the future. Otherwise, for my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.